Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 12th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block. We're going to talk just a little bit more about 1 Nephi chapter 3, verse 7, because yesterday we tied this verse into the principle of self-reliance. But I do want to talk a little bit about what it teaches us about our willingness to be obedient to our Father in heaven. Because Nephi understood this principle, because he understood that God would prepare and provide a way to accomplish his commandments, he had faith to move forward in those commandments. In fact, in verse 16, he tells his brothers, let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. He could say that and he could have faith to do that because of this understanding that he had. What's interesting is that obedience blesses us with power and with faith. And so sometimes we just have to take a step into the dark with obedience, trusting that the faith and the power are going to come. As we are obedient, we gain power in our lives and we gain faith to act next time we are up against a commandment that may seem difficult. Elder Stolle of the 70 once quoted Ezra Taft Benson, and it's interesting because you can't find this Ezra Taft Benson quote anywhere else, just on its own. Elder Stolle just quotes it, which means he probably heard President Benson say this in a meeting or something that wasn't to the general church, but it's so fascinating what he says. Elder Stolle starts out by saying, regardless of our age and stage in life, daily obedience to the gospel principles is the only sure way to eternal happiness. President Ezra Taft Benson put it most poignantly when he said, when obedience ceases to be an irritant and becomes our quest, in that moment, God will endow us with power. I absolutely love that because oftentimes when we are up against difficult things, when God has given us a commandment or he's asked us to do something hard, it can be difficult to move forward. Sometimes we are just relying on all the faith that we can muster to move forward. But the promise here is that when we are striving for obedience, even if we might not understand the commandment or even if the commandment might be hard, if our desire is to be obedient and we press forward with that, God endows us with power. And that power blesses us with the ability to move forward easily the next time and helps us to gain a testimony of obedience. And eventually, as President Benson put it, eventually obedience becomes our quest and not just an irritant in life, not just something that gets in the way of what we really want to do. When obedience becomes our quest and not just an irritant, we receive power from our Father in heaven. This can be particularly hard when we don't necessarily understand or know why we're being asked to do something. One of my favorite Elder Maxwell quotes goes right along with this principle. He says, God does not begin by asking our ability, only our availability. And if we prove our dependability, he will increase our capability. So God didn't start with this commandment to Nephi by saying, hey, are you able, are you capable to go up against Laban and to talk him out of these precious records? He didn't say that. He said, are you available? Are you willing to do it? And oftentimes that's what he asks of us. Now we, because it's so personal to us, we have a tendency to only see our ability or lack of ability. And so it can be really difficult when the Lord asks us to do something when we are seeing ourselves through our very, very mortal lenses. But we need to remember that when God asks us to do something, he's not viewing us with a mortal lens. 
He's viewing us through the lens of the perfect father who is willing to help us. So he doesn't begin by asking about our ability, only about our availability, only about if we are willing or not. And as we prove our dependability, as we move forward in faith, trusting in him, that's when he increases our capability. So continuing on, if we jump down to verse 20 of chapter 3, again, Nephi's talking to his brothers. He's trying to help them understand why they need to go. And he says that it's wisdom in God that they should obtain the records. And then it says, and also that we may preserve unto them the words which have been spoken by the mouth of the holy prophets, which have been delivered unto them by the spirit and power of God since the world began even down unto this present time. Now, you might ask yourself, okay, why was that so important? Why did that matter? Why did they need the words of the prophets? We'll jump over to chapter 4, verse 2. And here again, this is after the angel of the Lord has appeared to them, and Laman and Lemuel begin to murmur and to complain again. And so Nephi's talking to them about being faithful to God. And in verse 2, he says, Therefore, let us go up. Let us be strong like unto Moses. For he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they divided hither and thither. And our fathers came through out of captivity on dry ground. Wherefore, can ye doubt? Let us go up. The Lord is able to deliver us even as our fathers. And so why was it so important that Nephi and his family had the records of the prophets? Why was it so important that they had the scriptures? Nephi shows us a beautiful example here of how understanding the scriptures, knowing the stories in the scriptures, having faith in what God has done before gives us power and strength to move forward when we face tough times. Remember, we've talked about it a lot this year, but one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon is to show us what great things the Lord has done for the people in this book. That's a great purpose of the scriptures, to show us that God is a powerful God of deliverance. And because Nephi had those scriptures, because he had the records, because he was taught those stories, he then, in a moment of difficulty, could call upon the memories of what God has done before, and it gave him strength and power and faith to move forward. My friends, are we arming ourselves that same way with the Word of God? Do we fill our minds and our hearts with the Word of God so that when we're up against tough times, we can call upon the memories of a God of deliverance? and trust that he can deliver us as well as those in the times of the scriptures. That is one of the great blessings of the scriptures to teach us the character of God, that he is a God of deliverance who blesses and helps his children. And that's why it was so, so important that Nephi and his families and everyone who would come after had these records of the words of the prophets. So now let's take a look at some of my favorite verses from this block. In chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Nephi is now going to go for the third time to try to get the plates from Laban. And they failed twice. Imagine how he must be feeling going up to Jerusalem this third time. They've already asked nicely. They tried to buy it. He has no idea how he's going to get these plates from Laban. He just knows that he's been commanded and he trusts that God will help him figure it out. And so in verse six, it says, And I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Nevertheless, I went forth. I love that. How many times in our lives do we experience something like this? We know we've been asked to do something. We don't see a clear path on how to accomplish it. But it says he is led by the Spirit. He has no idea what he's going to do, but he just goes, trusting that God will open 
away. Sometimes I think we want to know everything. We want to know exactly how it's going to end before we begin. And my friends, that's not exactly faith, right? If we know the end from the beginning, then it wouldn't take any faith to move forward. But here, God is asking Nephi to act in faith, to move forward, not knowing exactly how everything's going to work out, just trusting that it will. Elder Packer once gave a talk at BYU called Edge of the Light, and in that talk, he tells this story. He says, shortly after I was called as a general authority, I went to Elder Harold B. Lee for counsel. He listened very carefully to my problem and suggested that I see President David O. McKay. President McKay counseled me as to the direction I should go. I was very willing to be obedient, but I saw no way possible for me to do as he counseled me to do. I returned to Elder Lee and told him that I saw no way to move in the direction I was counseled to go. He said, The trouble with you is you want to see the end from the beginning. I replied that I would like to see at least a step or two ahead. Then came the lesson of a lifetime. You must learn to walk to the edge of the light, and then a few steps into the darkness. Then the light will appear and show the way before you. I love that principle and what it teaches us about acting in faith and trusting that God will prepare the way. If we're moving in a direction that's not right or that will end tragically, I believe that our Father in Heaven will warn us of those things. But He wants us to move. It's so much easier to direct someone if they are actually moving. And so he asks us to move forward in faith, trusting that he will reveal the way for us and that with his help, we can accomplish all that he asks of us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 